What's up? It's Jared Cagle. This is a podcast called Burning Questions because we are answering your burning questions. For our first episode, we have a very special guest, and her name is my wife. Yes. That's not actually her name. No. But she is my wife. I her am. name is Kaylin Cagle now. Mm-hmm. Used to be Shannon. Yep. How are you? I'm pretty great. You doing great? I'm a little chilly, but I'm good. Chilly? Is yeah. it cold in here? It's a tidbit cold. Is it the ice? It's probably this ice right here. It's not the fire, but it's the ice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. We're going to dive in. You brought us a, a special uh, yep. gift because we always have a candle. Yeah. This is probably the best one you've ever had. It's, it's Vanilla Woods. Vanilla Woods. Okay. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about about this guy right here? Nope. It just smells like Christmas to me. I don't know. Coffee, maybe. It smells like coffee and Christmas and just good things. Good things. Good vibes. Yeah. It's going to help us talk. It will. And hopefully yeah. it can keep us warm, too. <laughs> You're really cold. Huh? I'm so cold. Okay. All right. Well, we'll work on that. Yeah. I think once we get in, it'll it'll change the game for Probably. you. Um, welcome. We're Thank excited you. to have you. This, you. Uh, this podcast is designed to where we can answer some burning questions. Mm-hmm. Hence the candle, yes. hence the burning, and hence the cold, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it helps yeah. us. Yeah. So today's question is a hard question. It's a big question. We wanted you to come in and help us unpack this question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that several people, honestly, have been asking. And that question is down on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, uh, Let me read this question for you, for us, okay? And then I want you to to help us talk to this. I've seen God take away my friend's dad, which led to her walk away from her faith. How can a God who is so perfect allow her to go through all of that pain and suffering? Hard question. Hard question. Okay. For sure. um, I think that this question is so hard because... For believers and for non-believers alike, because nobody, nobody likes to think about God as being, um, as being this God who is good and kind and loving, but He allows His children to suffer, and sometimes go through unimaginable pain, and that's hard to wrestle with, especially when you think about how he's he could take it away if he wanted to you know he could he could have kept the pain from happening if Mm -hmm. he wanted to so that's I think that's where people have a hard time grappling with that and that's why it's so hard and emotional to think about but um I think that and I think that suffering can can lead you a couple different different ways I think that suffering and pain can be the thing that um that drives you straight to the feet of Jesus where you realize Jesus is everything. He's all I'm ever going to need. He is the only hope that I will ever have. Mm. And it can also be the thing that, um, that puts like a giant wedge between, between someone and Jesus. Like it, it can be the thing like you're, you come up to a storm and or like a terrible situation you get like a diagnosis that's terrible or mm-hmm. you lose a child and you're walking through this storm and you just you decide that you don't trust God mm-hmm. because he he could stop it he could heal you 
um, he could do something, but but he's not, and um, or you think he's not, and yeah. you just decide, okay, I I don't want anything to do with this God. So I think that those are two scenarios that can happen mm-hmm. because of because of pain and because of suffering. But um, what I have to come back to when I'm looking at it is I just have to come back to reflecting on who is God, like what mm-hmm. is his character? God is good. God mm-hmm. is kind. God is loving. And I know this because he his plan was never for us to live in a world where um, where evil and pain yeah. and suffering existed. And they came into the world because of Satan. And when they did, he already had a plan um, yeah. to save us. He already had a plan to redeem us back to him because that's how much he wanted us. That's how much he loves us. So, um, and that's, that's why he's perfect. That's perfect love. And, um, so I, I don't know for me, you know, when I'm looking ahead at the storm or when I'm in the storm, like I have to come back to that. And, um, the purpose, you know, the reason why we're here is not to have an easy life. You know, Mm. it's, our purpose is to live a life where people can look at us and no matter what we're doing and no matter what we're going through, people will look at us and they see Jesus reflected. Um, and if that means he's reflected in our pain, like people, people need to see that people, the world doesn't have hope apart from, um, apart from Jesus and people are looking at us to see him. And, um, pain is really consuming. Like it just eats you alive when you're in the midst of it and it's consuming. And, um, what I've learned is that hope is even more consuming Mm -hmm. and that people need to see that and people need to see, um, people hope can ignite hope in other people. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I just think that that's, that is what is important to keep in mind as you're, as you're walking through the storms. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not cold anymore. I'm a little After chilly. Because you're on <laughs> fire, are, girl. Because you're on fire, yeah. girl. <laughs> okay, so you've you've experienced a lot, and that's given you um, a platform to stand on when you say what you're saying. Because some some people may be looking at us as we're talking about this question and thinking like, okay, great, that's yeah. that's a great answer, but yeah, you know, how can you say that? Yeah. So I wonder if you share a little bit of, of your story and what you've been through, especially over the last couple of years and what God has brought you to, to be able to, or what God has brought you through to be able to answer the question the way that you did. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I, um, I come from a family of five. My mom, Mike, my, my mom, my dad is Mike. My dad, Mike, my mom, Tane, um, Myself, I'm the oldest of mm-hmm. three kids, um, and then my brother Mick, mm-hmm. and then we have a younger sister Riley, mm-hmm. and um, I'm gonna start around like t- uh, like eight or nine years ago, and my um, my brother had just graduated. I was in college. My brother had just graduated um, from high school, and he he played football in high school, so he had to have a series of shoulder surgeries. Um, and he, 
so he had just graduated and he started off college by first having his wisdom teeth taken out. And then every six months after that, for two years, he had, um, he had wisdom teeth six months later, first shoulder surgery, six months later, another one, six months later, another one. So that started him on this, um, cycle of surgery, pain, taking the pain pills mm -hmm. because that's, you know, what you do when you have surgery rehab, um, or like rehabbing the shoulder. Yeah. And he was just in a lot of pain for a long time. Uh, he was taking the pain pills that were prescribed and, um, it just started him on this road of addiction and we didn't know what was going on. Um, but he, over the next, you know, those two years and the next couple after that, he was full on, um, addicted and to opioids and pain pills. And towards the end of that four years, like right around 2014, um, 2013, 2014, he was, um, he was using heroin and, um, May of 2017, um, it was a Wednesday and I, I remember, I'll remember that day for the rest of my life. And, uh, it just cha everything changed on this day. Um, it was a Wednesday and we were all, you know, heading to church, like, um, just like normal. My mom w was going to church, uh, and, and we were on our way there and, um, she got a phone call and it was, it was one of Mick's best friends. And he, he said, Tane, he's gone. And, um, so it, it was, uh, I'm going to remember that day for the rest of my life. Every single detail, the hardest day up to that point that I had ever experienced, um, he, it was during finals week and he, he had finally, the first time he went to rehab, he had to leave college and it, he was in his last semester. And this particular week he was graduating college. Like he was finally finishing and, um, he was just stressed, you know, stressed with the finals and studying and he relapsed and, um, and he overdosed and, and he was gone and, I just, I don't remember, I know that I wasn't angry at God, but I, um, I felt so confused, you know, in those days following Mick's death, he, I was just so confused because in my mind, um, this is where like, I, I learned like, even when you don't understand, uh, what God is doing in your life, like you just, you just have to come to a point where you're, um, you, you just trust him. You mm -hmm. know, God cares so much more about the strength of your faith than he does about keeping you from hurting. Mm -hmm. I think you may have said that on Sunday or something along those lines. And that, like, I learned that in a huge way mm -hmm. at this point, because, um, I didn't under, I had no clue why this had to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, because Mick had so much going for him and he had so much life left to live. And he, you know, he was going to be an optometrist and he was going to, he was going to help people with this incredible testimony that he had, you know, he was doing so well. 
and fighting his addiction with so much grace. And, uh, and then this happened and it just kind of blew everything. It just kind of blew everything out of the water for me. And my dialogue with God went something like, God, um, what the heck is this? You know, like this feels a little anticlimactic because, because this is not how the story was supposed to go. This is not what was supposed to happen. And how are you going to get the most glory this way? Like, I just couldn't, I could not understand. Mm-hmm. And that was what was hanging me up. But I had to get to the point where I just, I just trusted, I just trusted God with, with, with Mick's story, you know, and I had to trust that like God started something in him and through him and he's going to finish it. Mm-hmm. And I had to get to the point where I, I didn't have to know the answers. Um, I just, I just had to, I just had to have faith that God, He is, He knows, like He can see the whole scope of eternity, and He knows, mm-hmm. He knows the impact that all of this is going to have on eternity. So, I got there. Um, I got there eventually, and. Um, you know, we just, it was hard. It was devastating. Mm-hmm. It broke our hearts. But honestly, there was, there was still peace. Like mm-hmm. Mick was, he was not tormented anymore by mm-hmm. addiction. He was, he was whole and he was healed. And, and, um, that was peaceful. So we just kept walking forward as a family, um, spent a lot of time together. I was so thankful that we, had gotten to move home, you know, Mm -hmm. I was confused about it back then, but then I was so thankful after all of that had happened because the only thing that was, that made, um, that made things easier was being together. Mm -hmm. And, um, then, you know, we just, we just kept getting used to our new normal. And honestly, like when God says my grace is sufficient for you, uh, there's, that is so true because, you know, God gives such a specific kind of grace for specific circumstances. And, um, and he did that for us. We were still like able to feel joy and, and hope. And like, you know, the world says that that's not supposed to happen after, after you lose somebody like that or after, you know, but we still could. And that was just by the grace of God. Um, something else to keep in mind too, that uh, when thinking about this question, how can a God that's good allow this much pain and suffering? You know, our hope, you touched on this, but our hope goes beyond the grave. Yeah. You know, our hope is beyond this life. And when we know that, when we're secure in our salvation and our faith is in Jesus, then we know that even if we don't have healing in this life, we're going to have it yeah. in the next, in mm-hmm. heaven with, with Jesus. And that that was some of the most significant uh, relief from the pain that you and all of us felt in that season of great loss to know that he is healed now. Mm -hmm. He is free and um, not walking through the same storm because he's in heaven. Uh, So then 10 months later came really quick Mm -hmm. um, out of nowhere. Your dad had a surgery and a knee, knee replacement surgery. And then there were, there was some clotting that mm-hmm. happened, uh, thought he was sick with some sort of stomach bug, 
went to the doctor to figure out what it was, ended yep. up being a heart attack. Yep. Uh, didn't know it for a couple of days. In the hospital, you guys all thought that it was going to be okay. There's no way that God's going to take one more from us mm -hmm. this soon. And um, the doctors thought they had it under control. They felt like the stent was effective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get a call early in the morning yeah. to come because it's it doesn't look good. Yeah, so I, my mom called me at uh, 4.50 um, and, you know, told me to to come to the hospital um but even then like I didn't I didn't realize like how serious it was I I definitely did not think that my dad was dying you know it just didn't hit me I don't know I don't know why that was but I will never forget the the drive to the hospital mm -hmm. that morning um because I was I was just praying the whole way like God heal my dad, heal my dad. Like, please let him be okay. Please don't take him. You just took my brother. Do just, just let it be okay. God, we can't, we can't do this again. And for some reason in my mind, like it was a fairness issue, you know, like, mm. and I don't know why that is. I'm 29. Like I, I know God, like I know that fairness doesn't matter, you know, but in my mind, I was like, it would not be fair for you to, for you to take my dad when, we just went through this with Mick. We just lost Mick. So got to the hospital and, um, and I knew immediately by the look on the nurse's face, like it's not good. And, uh, we were waiting on my sister to get there cause she was driving from Atlanta and I got to see my dad and I knew I didn't have a lot of hope at that point. And Riley finally got there. Um, I mean, it, it was a long morning, like a lot of things happened, but Riley finally got there and we, you, me, mom and Riley all got to go back into his room mm -hmm. where, um, where somebody is doing chest compressions on him and that's what's keeping him alive. And cause he had been coding all morning and, um, we go in and we're all, we're all praying because this is, this is it. Like we're there to say goodbye and but, you know, like we have hope. We have hope that God can still do a miracle. Like yeah. he, he could be okay. And we're all praying. But then Riley, she just goes for it. And she's just praying out loud, top of her lungs. All of our hands are up, mm -hmm. raising our hands. And we're believing this. And she's just saying, God, like heal our dad. Heal him. We know you can heal him. Um, we know you can do this. God, please. Yeah. But then she said, even if you don't, we still love you. We still trust you. Mm -hmm. um, and we're just like resting in that. And this guy is still doing chest compressions. And um, I, I, it was surreal. And nothing happened. You know, we're, we're sitting there and we're waiting on the miracle to happen. But nothing happened. And, um, and then the guy, he stops the, the compressions and eventually dad's gone and we're just all we're all draped over him and like it was just gone you know and that's um the heart the hardest moment of my life um and the first time that I had ever felt mad at God you know mm -hmm. uh it didn't last for long but I have never felt anything like that kind of anger mm -hmm. Uh, I, 
it hit me right after dad died and it was just like this rage came over me. Um, and my, like just my blood started boiling and I have never wanted to scream so badly in my life. And I wanted to like cuss at God at the top of my lungs and I wanted to punch walls, you know? Uh, it just, it was so real and like consuming and it didn't last very long. All I could do was pray. And I didn't even want to pray because I was angry at God. But I was like, God, you've got to you do something. Just do something. That's all I could get out. Just move. Just do something. And um, and he did. Like, all of a sudden, the I didn't have that rage anymore. I It just kind of washed away. And then, like, a calm came over me. It wasn't peace. I still didn't, I didn't understand what was happening, um, like what my life was anymore, but it was just like calm. And what he did was he reminded me in that moment that there are people, you know, in the hospital, like these nurses and these doctors and the family that you have that's on the way to the hospital, they need to see Jesus in this situation. Mm. Like they need to see hope in this hopeless mm. situation um, and you've got to be that, like you mm. have a responsibility. This pain is yours to steward well. And, and it matters how you, it matters how you walk through pain mm. and it matters how you, um, steward the circumstances that you're given. And it just hit me so hard in that moment. Like that's, I, I sometimes laugh when I think back at it because you, you always used to say, you know, it's a stewardship issue and, I never felt the weight of that until that moment because um, because people just need to see Jesus in in those kind of situations, you know. Yeah. So um so dad passed away. Yeah. It was a an extremely hard day. Um yeah. we, you know, uh we had to do another funeral and our whole life like our whole life is different now. Um, sweet mom had to sell, you know, her house that I grew up in with my family and like everything is different now. And, um, you know, but like I said earlier, like we're walking forward in victory, um, in faith, trusting that God does nothing in vain, that he's using it all, you know, like your pain is not wasted. And, um, there hasn't been a day that's gone by where we haven't felt joy and, and hope. Mm. So it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And you steward it. Well, Thank you. I'm biased, but <laughs> I don't think I'm alone. I'll never forget uh, that day in the hospital either, but I'll also never forget both funerals. Um, mm-hmm. because your mom requested the King of my heart to be played which I always thought was strange because it just says you are good over and over. And in, in these moments at a funeral, that is not what you want to say, you know, I mean, naturally it's harder to see it. And that's the purpose of this question. This person is feeling the same thing, you know? Um, but I'll never forget it seared in my memory. We were all in that front row and your mom was the first one to raise both hands. Yeah. She's pretty incredible. Um, in praise Mm -hmm. and belief that, he is still good. Yeah. Uh, and even if we don't see what we count as victory in this life, 
we know that he doesn't wage a war that he's not going to win. And he has an eternity prepared for us. Yeah. And so that hope is so consistently at the forefront of our minds now. And we want to steward this pain well so that others can see that they can have that same hope Mm -hmm. too in the middle of their pain. So we're grateful for you sharing your story. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for being on. Thank you for thank you. Thank you for the scent. Yeah, uh, I remember this one. Vanilla Woods. Ninety six. Is that the brand? Just a quick plug. Honestly, I don't know. It's a it's a home goods purchase. Okay, give yeah. a shout out. I mean, it's not they're not sponsoring us yet, <laughs> no. but they may after they see this. Yeah. You know, ninety six. If you want to go Vanilla Woods, it's a great scent. Yep. We love you guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Burning Questions. If you have a burning question that you've been longing for an answer to, DM us on our Instagram at cmcstudents underscore.